Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Adesha Pye in early foul trouble again. Out to Gonzalez, an open look for three, and Shaylee drains it. Murray on the dribble, Sonestrom guarding her. High post pass goes to Amina Muhammad. Holds the ball, one dribble, now drops to Gonzalez. She'll tee up another three, it's good. Shaylee has hit eight points here in the second quarter. A pair of threes. The Longhorns up 12, 32-20. Texas with the ball up 10. Out to Gonzalez for three. It's good. Shaley knocks down her third three-pointer of the first half. She has 11 second quarter points. 10 to shoot as it settles back to Harmon. Down to Muhammad, weaving back through. Down to six on the shot clock. Holly to Gonzalez. Fires up a three. It's good. Shaley knocks down the three. Harmon at the top of the arc to the right side. Still working the dribble out to Gonzalez. Left open for three again. Good again. Shaley Gonzalez hits her fourth three. A game high 20. And Texas is up 11, 64-53. Big night for Shaley Gonzalez and for the Texas women. Their 72-59 win over 23rd ranked Kansas last time, Moody Center. Good morning. Welcome to Light the Tower. On the Horn, 1049, 1019, AM 1260. We're live, local, and digital on the Horn app and at hornfm.com. Uh, my name is Craig Way. Glad to have you with us alongside. Jeff Howell will be along shortly. Our uh, erstwhile producer, Jonathan John Donaldson, J.J. Donaldson. We know him as Snoop Daniel. How you doing this morning? Doing good. Yeah? Yep. You're not beaten up like I am by these allergies right now? I... He said as he wiped his nose. Knock on wood, it's... Uh, I. It's bearable for me, but I am usually having it the worst, and so I can't believe this is happening to me, and drug-free. Well, that's good. <laughs> but I knock on wood because it's about to hit me, I'm sure. Because I'm here to tell you that probably I'm going to have to go uh, see the doctor and get the old no. shot in the derriere. No. We're just around the corner from needing to do that. By the way, uh, thanks to uh, Matthew Martinez of our staff who put together that uh, old Shaley Gonzalez uh, highlight recap. Normally, Snoop does those, and he did it last night after game. Said, "Hey, would you like this?" And I'm like, "Sure." So, that might was I nice say that, there, that. that there's a creative wind blowing through? The, look what's happening uh, across the the uh, the mirror from us. Like, when is the last time you've seen that kind of effort? So, I think they're, you know, the horn is. I, they're they're going to try. We are going to try to have a big 2023 for the listeners. Absolutely, absolutely, <laughs> and and there are some creative minds yeah. at work. Some Fertile minds with uh, with ideas germinating and all of that. Yeah. Well, this is uh, again. I always talk about radio, and I feel like the horn is the mecca of the opportunity to just be the ultimate creative because we got the freaking Longhorns, we have the Cowboys, and we own high school sports. So got the Rangers too. Oh yeah. okay. yes, okay. I, yeah, yeah. that's well, important too. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, but it's a lot. So opportunity. Uh, okay. Bless that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was reminded of something when I came into the building here. Uh, it, it goes back to something that uh, Rodney Terry uh, talked about a couple of days ago in his me- in his media availability. 
I say this as I, again, I'm I'm a little stoked Sorry, up. Man. <laughs> no, and I, I apologize in advance for folks if I sound a little uh, stoved up, so to speak. Uh, it is uh, cedar, and and it's only going to get worse next couple of days because the cooler temperatures are going to happen. Uh, I think starting tomorrow we're going to have a little cooler front moving in, and when it's cool and dry, that's when. Cedar is at its highest. Which says it's already at a high count right now. Maybe so. I should try to get it ahead of it. Yeah, yeah. But you don't want to get the shot, though. You don't like needles. How big is the needle? Is oh, it it's, bigger than a COVID? No, 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 no. It's it's a, it's just a little bee sting little thing. That's all it is. And when, when you get it, when I get it, it's in that, and I have plenty of fleshy parts around <laughs> me, but it's that fleshy part just right above. It's not even actually on the, on the buttocks. It's just above it. Oh, they, just, they even say the hip, but it's just a little bit below the hip, between the hip and the derriere. So it's right there, um, and it uh, it makes a big difference. I might try this year, you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so My uh, hands are sweating just thinking about getting it. Yeah, so I, uh, hey, Carolina Sam said I had the, the shot in the butt two weeks ago, and it sure works. Cedar kills me. Hey, uh, and, and, and Sam knows it like I did. When you grow up in North Carolina, you don't – you don't deal with cedar. My biggest allergy, and I had allergies when I was a kid. I'm I'm allergic to some foods. Still, my kids were were doubting me, and I told them, I, I said, I got the scratch test to prove I was allergic to some of those uh, specific type of, uh, leafy's not the right word, but uh, some of those vegetables like broccoli and cauliflower, things like that. There's some things that uh, I have an allergy of food out. And, and to me, Too I don't have cauliflower is really good. Uh, yeah. see, it, see, it makes it convenient for me because I don't like the taste of those things. Uh, and, uh, I used to get accused of that's just cause you don't like to eat them. No, no, there's, uh, I'm actually allergic to white bread. I, it doesn't, it doesn't really oh. wreck me. I don't eat that much of it. I eat a lot of wheat grain, uh, bread, you know, things like that. But I remember when I was a kid, when I was 10 years old, going through this, uh, through the, all the testing and stuff, I went through about three weeks where I could eat no bread except pumpernickel, and I didn't like that very much at the time when I was going through all these tests. Then found out later it was it was just all that I was allergic to with it was white bread, uh, Oreos. There's something in Oreo, but I like I like them. Oh. I eat them on occasion. Yeah, there's some had some strange food allergies. Yeah, but but that, it doesn't affect me the way that some pollens do. Uh, for me, growing up in North Carolina, it was ragweed, and ragweed is still a little bit of an issue here, but not much. But it is cedar, and it just tears into me. And I've told this story on the air before that uh, when I moved down to Austin full time in the area in '97. It was about oh four, I think, when I first started really get hammered with it. And the same with Mac Brown. And Mac, of course, had taken the job at Texas from North Carolina. And he'd come out. And we both went to our respective doctors at the same time, right around the same time, because we were talking about when we were doing his weekly show. And both of us got the same uh, information from the doctor that, well, it's Cedar. And then our response was like, Cedar? We've never been a... Uh, they never had any problem with cedar down here, and they and they said, "How long have you lived in this area?" And I said, seven years." And for Mac, it was six years. And they said, "The statute of limitations on your body's resistance to that, if you are allergic to it, is usually about six, seven years." And then it just hit us both like a ton of bricks. I always remember that. And I and uh, so it gets this time of year, and it's for me, it's at its worst in January. Um, February's no picnic. December's not a great bargain, but January's the worst. So, yeah, probably in the next several days I'll have to go and 
get that done. So maybe you should consider that, Snoop. You and me both. Yeah, yeah. Jeff Howell, of course. Uh, you know, the pride of Northwest Williamson County where the cedar can blow wild, although he claims that maybe down in Hayes County it's worse. My my allergies have always been bad. They didn't escalate to unbearable levels until I moved to San Marcos. Wow. Wow. Uh, so are, are you doing all right right now? Cause I'm, I'm, I'm all beat up. I'm pro- I, I was struggling earlier this week and over the weekend. Yeah. And I had other matters complicating things yeah. in the sinus cavities, but, uh, you know, my wife was like, she's like, you don't need to go get the shot. I said, I'm going to get the shot Yeah, because for, you said your worst month is January. Yep. February's mine. Okay. And I know it's coming. So I need to get it taken care of now. I think part of the reason why it is uh, not as bad for me in February is because in February, a lot of times, I'm on the road in places where the climate is so frozen that cedar doesn't survive. True. Yeah. Like Ames, uh, you know, uh, Manhattan or Not or a lot Lawrence. of cedar problems in Morgantown? <sighs> nope. No, none in Morgantown. The problems are in the you know in those other places. And uh, now I am going to Ames next week, so it's so I'm about a month ahead of schedule on that normally. But between men's and women's basketball uh, trips to those places really really does it to me. So uh, otherwise, how are you doing this morning? Good. Can I share a few things with you guys before we get started? Yeah, and then I've got one other thing I started to finish, and I'll I'll finish it after you go. So monitoring some things, texting with my Horns 24-7 yes. co-workers. Uh, could be some good news for Steve Sarkeesian and company here this morning. Oh. Before the morning is over and we Excellent. get to lunch hours. So okay. Keeping an eye on that. Saw Sark last night. Yeah, he was at the game. He and L'Oreal uh, both came to the game. And and uh, wouldn't surprise me to see him at the men's game tonight. It's a dead period in recruiting. Well, it's not a dead period, but what else, what else you got to do right now? Right. Exactly. Um, so there's that. Uh, my penchant for toilet humor, which the listening audience has gotten familiar with, has once again bit me in the backside, Craig. Yeah? Uh, and Snoop, you're familiar with the concept of sometimes when you go to the bathroom, it's it's number one, number two. Or, yes, it usually is. Or, or sometimes it could be number three, which no, is which what? means you're, no, you got a little, no. little, little sickness coursing through your body. Long story short. Tamara tells me this last Two night. Two plus she, one equals three. She didn't tell me. She earlier <laughs> earlier this week when Charlotte went back to school. I think it was Monday. Uh, teacher had to leave or whatever. Tamara had to go down to the preschool to monitor the preschool kids. That's where Charlotte is. So they're go. She's taking them outside. One of Charlotte's friends is in the bathroom, and Tamara's trying to make sure everything's okay. Well, Charlotte knocks on the door, <laughs> knocks on the door, and proceeds to ask her friend. Keep in mind, this is my four year old. Proceeds yeah. to ask her friend. Is she going number one, number two, or number three? <laughs> oh! Yeah. Tamara said she was mortified. And she's like, gee, I wonder where she heard that from. I'm like, well, I, I could only wonder. So. Yeah. Good job, Shar Shar. <laughs> <laughs> when, when you guys were in elementary school, and I know this old, this this shows how old I am, and it probably long predates the both of you. But when I was in elementary school... Um, our there was a each classroom had a bathroom in it, uh, a a a, a one seater, mm-hmm. and if a child went into the restroom, there was a little stop and go sign. It would go like the red, yeah. kind of like we have the vacant occupied now with the red and green. Yeah, yeah, it was very much it, but it would say stop and go like a like a stop sign <laughs> and, and and a green for go type thing. So did, did either of you guys have that kind of thing? No. 
I, I we we had a potty. Yeah, that there's was, a the some classrooms in elementary school. You had the, the little one seater in there. Yeah, the yeah. So there was so there was that in. Uh, okay, what the, I, thir- the third the yes. third thing I want to actually do you, is it something you need? No, to, no, no, okay. no. There you go. So I want to shout out uh, Greg Powell, Coach Powell, who texted the show, who's my uh, middle school football and basketball coach. Uh, sent me this last night. I I, had, I didn't know this, Craig. So and you being the baseball historian that you are, uh, I, I wanted to get your take on this. Okay. So. In 1917, Ernie Shore once threw a quote-unquote perfect game with 27 straightouts without allowing a base runner. That's correct. But he's only credited with a combined no-hitter because he pitched in relief of the starter, Babe Ruth. That's right. Who was ejected after walking the first batter of the game and punching the umpire. Yes, that is true. (laughs) Uh, Ernie Shore was was an outstanding pitcher early on in the 20th century. Ended up, uh, didn't have the career that a lot of folks had had arm difficulty and all that. He was from North Carolina. In fact, for years and years and years, the minor league ballpark in Winston-Salem was Ernie Shore Field. Oh, wow. Okay. For many, nice. many years. In fact, Keith Borland played it, it, maybe not his first ever minor league game there, but he played there on the weekend that he said like his first weekend with the club playing for Spartanburg for the Phillies <laughs> and they go and they play the Winston-Salem Red Sox and then when it's done his minor league teammates take him to old Bowman Gray Stadium which is the old uh, stock car stadium there where I've seen a lot of high school football over the years takes him there to see Leonard Skinner and ZZ Top this is 1975. But it must have been a hell of a show. Uh, you can ask my brothers. They were there. <laughs> the two brothers there. And one of the brothers, one of my brother Kurt, recalled that the uh, that there was uh, some Hell's Angels there uh, because Yikes. they were frequently employed to uh, guard the band, the stage. And uh, they ended up killing a, a, a person who tried to come at him with a knife or something like that. I don't know. It was one of those deals. But but Keith was Keith was at that. But Ernie Shore, yes, was was a very good pitcher whose arm gave out on him. Um and on this particular day for the Red Sox, Babe Ruth walks the leadoff man. He's so incensed at ball for call. The way I originally read it was it was an elevated argument. Uh and it just escalated and escalated and the umpire either bumped him or shoved him a little bit like go back to the mound, and mm-hmm. then Ruth just hauls off and cold cocks him. Wow. Knocks him down, which you, I don't know, I don't want to say you could do, and the guys did it back in that day. So he gets ejected from the game. It wasn't as frowned upon as it would be today. That's right. Okay. Uh, Ernie Shore comes out of the bullpen, picks off the runner at first, strikes out, I think, the next two batters, and then goes on to retire every other batter. But he doesn't get credited with a perfect game. No, even though he retired the guy on the base pass that had drawn the walk. So, yeah, it's uh, it's it's one of those oddities in baseball, historical oddities. So thank you, Coach Powell, for sending me that. I had no idea. But yeah. Babe, Babe Ruth just slugging umpires. Slugging. The Bambino. Yeah, there were guys who would do that. That's for sure. Uh, all I was going to say is, and I started to mention this with regard to Roddy Terry, something he mentioned in the media availability that you were at the other day, Jeff. And uh, when he was, and again, I think it went back, well, it was the soundbite we played uh, when I think it was Kirk Bowles that asked him if he was angry about how things went down and uh, Chris Beard no longer being with the team. And he said, no, I'm not angry. Uh, you know, life's too short. You live day to day. Uh, you know, you try to have a, uh, you know, you try to have a better day uh, each and every day. And then he said, 
none of us are promised tomorrow. We've heard that phrase many, many times, and it is true. None of us are promised tomorrow. I was reminded of that this morning when I got out of the truck and I was on the phone with our good friend Ty Harrington. So I was on the phone with Ty and I was talking with him. And you know how out back of the building there's you step down steps and there's, you know, and then, uh, but there's also some area that features dirt and rocks to the immediate side. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, I don't remember why, I think it's because my backpack was slightly off kilter on my shoulder. I went to the right to, instead of just staying on the steps, went off the side. And when I did, uh, as I reconstructed now, my foot landed on a rock, which tilted. When it tilted, I went straight over, just straight over, backpack slung, folk slung, hit the ground, just face first. And, and the phone lands right in front of me. I hear Ty going, you all right? Or he goes, what's, go- what's, what's up? I said, I'm all right. I just felt out. I didn't realize when I got in there, I got a pretty good-sized scrape on my left knee. Did you really? Yeah. I hit the hit the walkway. So I, I got most of the blood off of it. But it's a, it's a good-sized scrape on the left knee. So none of us are probably – I could have hit my head. Yeah. Might not even be here, you know. So just keep that in mind. Need to rub know? some peroxide on that thing at the house here in a little bit? Uh, that may have to to be the case. What does peroxide actually do? Because like that, you know, my parents, anytime you get a scrape or a cut or whatever, just just dump peroxide on it. It cleans out and prevents bacteria. Okay, cool. From there. Glad I know that now. Yeah. Yeah. So that does that. So, yeah. Anyway. Hey, uh, Purple Buffalo's daddy on the Specs text line at 337-3776-512-337-3776. The Cedars aren't bad in general. But when the bl- wind blows from the west, we get an awful stench from Florence. Well, Go people Cougs. from Gerald certainly do know about things blowing, so there's that part of it. And then, no, that's the smell, that's the, the sweet aroma coming from the vineyard and coming from God's country. Yeah. From the good part of Williamson County, okay. northwestern Williamson County. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, uh, anyway. Uh, can we get Craig a helmet from the football team? <laughs> yeah, I might need one. <laughs> Just the, the knee pad would help, probably in the case of today. So, um, uh, somebody said been real quiet on the search for the new wide receivers coach. Any updates? Uh, I think that Jeff just made a reference, an oblique one at that, running uh, a reference. Not necessarily relating to the wide receivers coach. We will get into okay. that in the notebook, though. Okay, so there you go. So. Something like that. Um, so, anyway, all right. Uh, somebody has said from their Army pass, oh, Victor, number three means something completely different, and I'm not going to mention it yeah, on the air. Yeah, that's uh, – no, number number three is when you got a little uh, sick belly. Or, as my, again, as my four-year-olds say, if your belly feels crummy. Yeah, if you get food poisoning, you yeah. – Was it Rod Babers like, say, bubble guts? The, bubble, the Bee Jeezies? The Bee Jeezies, yeah, the bubble guts. Yeah. So you have that. Uh, going on. Um, all right. And and Snoop is considering going and getting the shot. Considering. The you allergy know, shot. You know, I'll, I'll be honest. I was nervous when you first told me about it over at the other place. Probably about 10 years ago now. Yeah. You told me about the shot. Because I was just, we were recording a blitz one day and I was just miserable and you told me about the shot. So before I went in to get it, I, all I kept thinking about was that scene in uh, the movie 61 about the 61 season with Maris and Man. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And Thomas Jane playing Mickey Mantle yeah. gets the advice from Mel Allen, played by Shooter McGavin. I forget the guy's real name, but he was Shooter McGavin and Happy Gilmore. Uh, recommends his doctor and says, here, go." You know, if I'm feeling bad, I get a shot. I do that game that night. And then, like, Mantle's hip just gets all infected and it shows it. And I'm like, oh, yeah. gosh, I don't want that to happen. But, no, it's uh, 
it's been great. I did have the embarrassing thing though one time, and I, I love retelling the story. Uh, they give you usually they give you the shot and snoop when you get it. They'll usually give it to you in in the rump roast in in the fleshy part just above the actual rump and below yeah, the hip. Because that's where you got a lot of fat, a lot of meat yeah. on your body right there. It's even moved. even you might even have me. more more. Uh, I do. I'm feeling more <laughs> fleshy parts there than others. So I go in one time to get the shot, and everybody check yourself. The uh, the nurse has her back turned to me. Well, I'm preparing to get the shot, so I drop trowel, and I'm ready. To, I'm about to drop my pants to the floor, and again, she's facing away from me. She says, uh, "Which arm would you like the shot in?" So I just hurt. I, I left arm fine, and I'm really just hurrying, trying to pull my pants back up and button my pants. And, well, I, it's because you say that, because you told that story a few years ago. I always ask when I go in there. I'm saying, and and sometimes they even know, and they just tell me, okay, we're going to do this in the left hip or in the hip. You want left or right? They'll they'll say that when they say hip, I know what they mean. Yeah, you know. So, uh, but I'll I'll ask sometimes. Okay, we'll do we'll do this, and they're starting to get it together. Snoop asked if it was a long needle, needle like a COVID needle, and I said, no, it's not. No. Um, and 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 I I said, uh, I'd say, uh, and wh- where are we injecting this? And then they, they might say, you know, in the hip or in the rear or in the backside or something like that. I'm like, okay, all right, then here we go. And and for me, it's I, I think it's been that way every time. I don't think I've ever not gotten it in that. I got in the arm one time. You just feel a slight burn, Snoop. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Christopher McDonald is the actor who played Shooter McGavin. Well, yeah, thank you, but he's Shooter McGavin. So So, you guys uh, notice the back and forth that he and Sandler have on on Twitter right now? As Shooter McGavin and, and Happy Gilmore. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's that? They have a nice back and forth going on Twitter. At yeah. Christopher McDonald as Shooter McGavin in character and Sandler. Doesn't doesn't he also play? I didn't see the movie, but my kids did when they were kids. The Leave It to Beaver movie. Doesn't he play the Ward Cleaver? Yes. Yeah. Because I always remember that shot at boys. He's all (laughs) mad, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, Somebody else said, "I just received the allergy shot last week. Brought back my sense of smell." And no, I haven't had COVID. Shot was in my buttocks, as it said there. Uh, Lee Trevino had an underrated part in Happy Gilmore, by the way. Yeah. He was excellent. He did. he did. And Grizzly Adams had a beard. Grizzly Adams did have a beard. <laughs> that, that's right. Uh, all right. Uh, coming up, uh, somebody says protect the voice of the Longhorns. I, 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 I remember that one time you were sick last year. Do you remember yeah. that? That was a rough patch, man. I was like, man, Craig is sick. Was that, was that when you and I were both telling, were Snoop and I both telling you, like, Craig, go home. Like, just we got the yeah. show. It was like a week. I was like, man. I felt awful. Felt awful. This this is just, you know, allergy stuff that I'm used to. Uh, but anyway, we do have a uh, Longhorn Notebook coming up. So we'll get to that when we continue with Light the Tower. Here on the Horn, 104.9, 1019, AM 1260. We're live, local, and digital on the Horn app and at hornfm.com. By the way, this morning, my wife and I went to vote. 
Fly me to the moon Let me play among the stars Let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars In other words Hold my hand This is Light the Tower on the Horn Craig Way, Jeff Howard Daniel alongside rolling back with some Sinatra this morning there. Okay. Oh, fly me to the moon. Can't go wrong with the chairman. It's okay with it. You go with the chairman, you know. That deal of rolling back yesterday with torn between two lovers, that that not so much on that. Uh, on the Specs text line, Viva Lance Jason said, Wait, I thought number three was vomiting. Is that a liquid version of number two? No, I think all three of the numerical bodily functions are excremental bodily functions. Yes. Right? Or bladder-related. Yeah. Longhorn Bear said, oh, yeah, AV set me up with a 60-inch screen and great audio. That's what we like. Yeah. Hey, Snoop, can I get a breaking news sounder before we get to the notebook? And and by the way, it was Longhorn Bear who said uh, Moody Center is nice and loving the new home court advantage, but... Sure would like to see some lower ticket prices. The tech game, he said, was he's seeing 300 bucks. You know, that makes sense. It makes sense. I mean, it was going to be like that. You know, there was going to be a lot of demand on them. Um, Breaking news. You remember that uh, that news I teased that Sark might get before the lunch hour? You were quite the little tease with that, yes. It has gone down. Texas has received a verbal commitment in the class of 2024. Cypher quarterback Trey Owens. Commits okay. to Texas. Okay. Uh, over 3,000 yards passing last year, 34 touchdowns. Says he loves A.J. Milwee and Sark. Feels the offense uh, fits me. Checked all the boxes is what he told Steve Wiltfong, our director of recruiting at 24-7 Sports. So the Longhorns, it, it was going to be a tough year to add a quarterback because, you know, you you got to have something about you to follow Quinn Ewers in one class and then Arch Manning in the next class and you're the next guy up. But uh, Trey Owens is that guy. He, he When Texas offered – uh, you know, Mike Roach and Hudson Standish are recruiting guys who are in it day in and day out. I said, look, Texas is going to be really tough to beat, and uh, they got their guy. So it's, it's Trey Owens in the class of 2024. There it is, uh, which now offers us the perfect segue from breaking news to the Longhorn Notebook. Jeff Howe's Longhorn Notebook. The Longhorn Notebook brought to you by Aaron Bowersock, the home loan expert and your Longhorn lender. See if Aaron can do for you what you did for Linda and me, and that was to help us get that home loan approval done in a snap and she is after all the person who can uh, come through for you on that 10-day home loan approval guarantee check her out on the web at bowersockteam.com b-o-w-e-r-s-o-c-k just like it sounds bowersockteam.com there was a time where uh i remember i was talking about how news never breaks on light the tower it always breaks before or after yeah and since i said that lately uh, well chris beard was hired during during this show in this time slot Arch Manning committed to Texas during this show, and now we get a nice commitment from Trey Owens. And I'm sure there's there are others that I'm forgetting, but those are the those are three that come to mind quickly. All right, let's talk about the Texas football staff. I mean, we talked a lot about the roster and transfer yeah. portal and all that stuff in recent days. And I'll even I'll get into some basketball stuff because there's an interesting thing maybe brewing, maybe not, that we'll talk about next hour. Okay. A little teaser for you. Uh Sark has a couple of positions open. Let's talk about wide receivers coach. Okay. Okay. Um, he's got several candidates. My understanding is there are several candidates he's reached out to. 
at this point, and it's tough to say that he's offered anybody the job right now. Uh, I think it's just you know, trying to put feelers Gaging out. Gaging interest yeah. and things like that. We have heard, we being Horns 24-7, have heard that perhaps Sark is looking for a somebody currently in the NFL right now to maybe be in that role. And then you get into, okay, who's in the playoffs right now? Who's got ties to Sark? Right. And, and the, the guys I'm going to list here, these guys, I'm not saying these guys have been contacted by Texas, that they've reached out to Sark or that they're formerly candidates, but these are the kind of guys just with ties to Sark or guys on the staff that I think are maybe you just want to file away in case something pops down the road. Okay, One is T. Martin, currently the wide receivers coach of the Baltimore Ravens, worked for Sark at USC when Sark was the head coach. Robert Prince, the wide receivers coach of the Dallas Cowboys. And again, if they lose to the Bucks. There's a chance the whole staff might get Yeah, I sure say all bets are off on what the uh, staff will be like there next year. Robert Prince worked with Jeff Choate and Pete Kwiatkowski at Boise State. You've got Tyke Tolbert, who, when Texas fired Les Canning and hired Jay Norvell mm-hmm. back under Charlie Strong, Tyke Tolbert, a Houston guy, I believe, from Conroe, he was a guy that I, there was some mutual interest in the job, but I don't think it ever really got far because things pretty quickly pivoted. Uh, Jay Norvell, and then John Morton is an assistant coach with the Detroit Lions. He also worked with Sark at USC. So those are just a couple of names if you're kind of, kind of trying to find NFL guys that you know could be fits, and it could be none of those guys. And Sark might not hire an NFL guy, but I'm, I have every reason to believe he is looking at that level to really find the right fit. And I think maybe you just need to bring some stability to that position, you know, because this will be your third for these guys. It'll be their third different receivers coach. Uh, in three years, Andre Coleman in 21, uh, Brendan Marion last year, and then whoever the new guy is in 2023. So I think maybe finding somebody that can stick around and, and bring some stability to that position. All right, the other position that I want to talk about is not an on-field position. Actually, two positions that are not on-field positions that I want to talk about. One is director of high school relations. That was the job mm-hmm. previously occupied by Chris Gilbert, who has since taken the role of – Chris Gilbert, assistant head coach or associate head coach at UNT? I forget. It's one of those titles. But he's also right. he's also the tight ends coach. He left Texas to take an on-field position. And he was really good in that high school relations director. So we had heard yesterday, early yesterday afternoon, that the search was trending toward Kendall Miller. Craig, you've known mm-hmm. Kendall Miller for mm-hmm. a long time. Uh, been in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex uh, which Frisco school is he at? Emerson, Emerson the newer one right. after he had done an excellent job at McKinney. Uh, and Gar- Gar- when he was at Lakeview Centennial, yep. uh, I think they'd had like a 30-year playoff drought yeah. or something along those lines and yeah. uh, really, did a good, really did a good job there. Um, whether Kendall Miller was formally offered the job or not, uh, we, and again, we as Horns 24-7, we've been told that he's basically said he, he's going to stay at Emerson for one more year. Because, and Craig, you know how big of a deal this is, he's the president-elect That's right. of the Texas High School Coaches Association. He, which means he got elected last July, but he will not serve until the, uh, until the coming school year. And John King is currently the president, right? You're right. You have, you have what's called an, uh, a, a, an immediate past president, you have the current president, and you have the president-elect. And the reason you have that is... It, it, you, while you do have the president who is a current coach, that's different than, say, 
Joe Martin, who's the executive director, mm. and Glenn West, who's the assistant executive director. They're the administrative body of it. But in terms of uh, in the day-to-day issues with the coaches, you have a current Texas high school coach or one who is finishing out his term before retiring, that sort of thing. And between those three guys, the past president, the president, and the president-elect, they kind of run it as a triumvirate, mm-hmm. really, so to speak. And the, and the president-elect is right there beside the current president learning the operation, and then he steps into the role next year, which Kendall Miller will become during the summer. Uh, he'll uh, take office uh, in uh, July of 2023. And that is a big deal because when he does officially step into that role, Kendall Miller will be the first ever black president of the Texas High School Coaches Association. That's correct. Apparently that is a, that's a really big deal for him, and he really wants to see it through and uh, make sure he's in that role and serves in that role. So the search for a director of high school relations continues. Now, we've got a question about the next thing I want to talk about on the Specs text line, uh, 337-3776. You can look at job openings at the University of Texas and see that there is a special assistant to the head coach position that has been posted. Two things on that. One, that's not an indication one way or another whether Gary Patterson is going to come back in 2023 or not. As of right now, uh, it sounds like he's 50-50, and uh, my colleague Chip Brown wrote about this this morning. It sounds like he talked to Gary Patterson, that he's 50-50 right now. The option for Gary Patterson is not to go elsewhere. Basically, it's does he want to spend another year uh, doing the same job that he had this last year, or does he just want to take some time off, spend time with family? And it's coming into focus now. The, he really wants to make himself eligible to be elected to the College Football Hall of Fame, which if you're a coach, you've got to be out for three full seasons. So that's something that's really important to him, at least to get on the ballot. And Gary Patterson's got to be in the College Football Hall of Fame. He'll get in. Yeah, Yeah. I don't think there's any question about that. The big debate going on about with Mike Leach right now and the win percentage, I think, is what's Yep, 60%. He's like at 59.6 was his career total. Just just round it up. Just be be like the the algebra teacher with a heart in high school. Just round that thing up and and pass it. Give you the the benefit of the doubt. I sweat uh, sweat a a few of those out back in my day. I bet Snoop did, too. Did you have to sweat a couple of those out? (sighs) Yes. We all did. <laughs> yeah, we did. all did. So basically, that job would be filled by somebody who would pretty much be working alongside Gary Patterson doing the same job, but this is not taking GP's job. Okay. So I think we covered all the bases. Got a commitment coming down, uh, wide receivers coach, director of high school relations, and then that uh, the uh, special assistant to the head coach. I think this is just Sark, and I've heard this too. We've heard this at Hornets 24-7. Sark really wants to start building this staff out. We know he's done a really good job of making sure that the, the player personnel department is fully staffed, but I think now that you know, you've know you got the resources uh, and you know, you've know you got that new thing now where you know a lot, we've seen a lot of teams run afoul. Michigan's dealing with this right now. Partially that's one of those level two violations they got popped for is analysts coaching when they shouldn't be. Uh, I think, and I've heard. I think Dave Clawson, the Wake Forest head coach, brought this up because the AFCA convention is going on this week in uh, in Charlotte. That basically say, look, if you're going to make analysts, you know, accountable coaches, but not these, just blanket, just make anybody that's on staff that they can function as a coach, because people will, people that want to find a way to skirt around those rules will, but so just make, just make it open to everybody and just let the analysts or special assistants, just let them do what they do on the practice field. Well, one of the areas where you can curb some of that is make sure the analyst isn't on a headset. True, yeah. 
you know, and 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 for folks who say, well, I saw Gary Patterson running up and down the sideline, wasn't on a headset, right? So, uh, you know, that's that, that's a big part of it because if he's not interconnected with what the the dialogue, what's what's going on with the coaches, then he's probably not nearly as close to actively coaching yeah. as you might think. Because you're only you're only you're only allowed a certain number of. Headsets that have the ability to communicate back and forth with the, the walkie-talkie, not the walkie-talkie function, but the mic function. Correct. And you are allowed a certain number, on the sideline, you are allowed a certain number of headsets. They're just headsets that all you hear is communication going on. There's no yeah. talking mechanism. So so that's uh, that's one of those things. That, it's one of those things that gets brought up at the AFCA convention that you might overlook, but... You know, if the NCAA does something to fix that before football season, which usually like right around April, May is when some of those that some of that stuff gets ruled on. That's something that you say, oh, I remember when that was brought up back in January. So that's another one. Just file that away for for future reference. Yeah, uh, Rodney Terry to to kind of keep it on that topic was asked at that media availability that you were at, Jeff, about with regard about uh, are there lots of uh, different. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply assignments now for the coaches and he said things are pretty much the same that was, now, my, that was my question yeah that was your question and it was a very good question i might add yeah i could I, tell i could hear your voice so what what exactly how exactly did you phrase well because i've seen steve mcclain be more involved yeah and uh i've seen chris ogden be because mm-hmm. he was i think he was sitting next to you and eddie for some of those games yep and, and i'll give an explanation in a minute but and, go ahead and now he's he's back on the bench but i asked rt you know i know Bob Donawald is very involved with the offense, was yep. when Chris Beard was the head coach, continues to be. I just want to know, with Chris Ogden and Steve McClain specifically, have their roles changed in terms of their kind of day-to-day and game-day involvement? Yeah. And for, for, for Augie, it has, for sure. Absolutely. I would say for Steve McClain, it has not, right. only because I've seen him on the road. He And it practices at home the way that he has worked – uh, certainly with the defense and the way that, that it's gone, it's it's kind of been that way mm-hmm. throughout. Yep. Augie, absolutely. Uh, he was uh, he was a chief of staff, yeah. which is a non-coaching position. However, because they are a man down, they can they can utilize that position as as a coach. So he's basically wearing a couple of hats. Yeah. Maybe that's why he needed a break and was in Bob Iger's <laughs> suite at the national championship game. I ask Augie about that when I see him uh, today. But uh, uh, anyway, that's you know that uh, that's a big part of the deal about that that delineation of duties uh, with Texas being a man down on their coaching staff uh, because of the, because of the dismissal of Beard and the elevation of, of Rodney Terry to interim head coach. Because of that, it creates. A vacancy there, yeah, and so and that's where Ogden has stepped in. And hey, as a former longtime assistant and as a former head coach at UTA, obviously he has the chops to be able to do that. So when you see, like, if you get your, uh, you know, we get our game notes printed out for us, or if you go to Moody Center tonight and you grab you one of those programs or whatever the single sheet programs that's got everything listed, you'll see Chris Ogden listed as one of the three assistant coaches. Yep, 
So yeah, that is a that is a change in his uh, in his role. And I can tell you from being on the road with him, I could tell a big difference. Yeah. Uh, uh, on that, so, right. yeah. So Chris Ogden is, and I'm looking at the game notes yeah. right now. Chris Ogden is listed as an assistant coach. Steve McLean still special assistant to that's, the head coach. That's correct. Uh, Texas women got a big win last night. They they uh, beat Kansas 72-59. Longhorns did a much better job. I, one thing this team does do for all of its struggles and being shorthanded with the injuries and things like that. One thing that they do seem to do now. Vic Schaefer will tell you probably not as quickly as he would like. But they do seem to address the problem of the most immediate shortcoming in the very next game. Saturday night, uh, they went into that game they, having turned over the ball way too many times. They only had nine turnovers Saturday night. The problem was on the defensive end. Mm-hmm. And I asked Vic about it in the pregame last night about you know plugging up one leak and another one pops open, and he talked about that. So the next one was about defense. And boy, did they do, do a good job defensively, holding uh, Kansas to 37% shooting, a good shooting ball club. And so they did that. They also overcame a lot of foul difficulty in the game. I mean, uh, Hadesha Five picked up two fouls in the first two and a half minutes of the ball game. Then Deanna Gaston picked up two fouls. Then Sonia Morris picked up two fouls. And it was like all of these players picked up fouls, but they found other players to step up. Most notably, uh, was Shaylin Gonzalez, who had her Texas career high of 26 points, her overall career high when she was at BYU. She had 35 in the game against St. Mary's, but uh, she'd had 22 earlier this year. She had 26 points last night, and that included 14 of those in the final quarter and went through a streak where she was just bombing away three-pointers and then got a steal late and a lay-in that pretty much put it away. And so uh, we visited about all that after the game. For folks who may have lost count, uh, Shaley scored 14 of her 26 points in the final quarter. I've asked you about this. Inconceivable. 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 You keep using the word. I don't think it means what you think it means. Started off with a fast food thing here for Snoop. Um, I, I, I think I asked both of you guys this. Uh, where you stood actually as pizza goes with Pizza Hut. And I thought you said it was neither fish nor fowl, to use um, your phrase. It depends. I'm and not... I would say, yes, you're right, because it's pizza, you know. Yeah, it's, you know. It's okay? It's okay, yeah. It's all right. They have good olives. Good olives. You're right, they do. Um, I missed the, the Pizza Hut buffet with a salad bar back in the day. You know, that's still around in some places. Is it really? Yeah. Where was I? Uh, Linda and I looked. There's a look at it. Daily buffet there. Wow. You know, uh, Temple may be one of those places, but nice. there's another there's another place where we saw where it was still hopping and still around. I wonder why uh, KFC is going to bring their buffet back. Probably not. <laughs> there's some days you get it like for like three ninety nine, all you can eat. Yeah, balling uh, on a budget that was that was a winner. Let me tell you what they are bringing back. Pizza Hut is bringing back that what's called the Big New Yorker. You know, that's that gigantic pizza, that real big one that has the foldable slices and all that stuff. 16-inch pizza that features six oversized and foldable slices, about 30% bigger than the large-sized pizza currently sold at the chain. Press release describing the big New Yorker as being inspired by the spirit of New York with an XL pizza that's as big and bold as the city that never sleeps. You know, I'll say this about New York pizza might be a controversial opinion to anybody that's from that part of the country. Here comes a native Texan's opinion on New York pizza. Well, I'm in Manhattan, and I'm like, okay, the pizza's great, but it's just a little underwhelming. 
And then everybody starts telling me, oh, no, you got to go to Brooklyn if you want the best pizza. I'm like, well, that, is, well that information would have been very useful two days ago or yesterday. I did tell you about Giuliana's, right in the shadow of the Brooklyn Bridge. No. It's on the Brooklyn side. No. Oh, yeah. Next That's time I'm in New York, I'll go to Brooklyn to get Dave some Garen pizza. introduced me to Giuliana's there. Yeah. Yeah. That's from the Grimaldi family. So, I didn't, I didn't yeah. have bad pizza. I'm just right. like, yes. Uh, no, well, um, the team... Uh, last year on the New York trip, went to Ray's, which was right there on the street, like in the corner of like Broadway and 49th or mm-hmm. something. Yeah, and it was really good, New yeah. York style pizza. So there, there was some of that. Okay, uh, Snoop, good news for you. There was no winner of the Mega Millions jackpot last night. Oh. I say that because I know you didn't buy a lottery ticket, no. did you? you didn't. But yet you'll gamble. No, okay. I haven't. Not this year, 2023. Okay, no good. gambling. Okay. Um, the winning numbers in the drawing last night, 7, 13, 14, 15, and 18. What are the odds of that? You know, I had those numbers written down on a napkin and meant to go buy a ticket, but I just got busy and forgot. Okay, you also would have had to have the gold mega ball number. Do you know what that one was? No. Guess it. No, no, you two guesses. Go ahead, yeah. Jeff. Two numbers. The gold mega Come ball. On 37. I am what? Give me another one. Give me another one. Seventeen. What would you so say? So Jeff, just buying it. I'm not gambling. It's the gold <laughs> mega ball number was nine. So it's close. So now, <laughs> so close. Now, the jackpot <laughs> for Friday night, Snoop, Mark and Helen, yes. climbed to an estimated one point three five billion dollars. That's one billion three hundred fifty million. With no winner since October fourteenth, the cash option. Because we all talk about, ah, we take the cash option. Hell yeah. You take a considerable hit, fellas. If you take the cash option, you're only going to get $708 million. Oh, If you take the cash travesty. option. $708 <laughs> million. Uh, I'll so. put a $1.5 million bet down on TCU then. Okay. Uh, that, there you go. You, know, if I, if you I and Mattress Mac can <laughs> yes. go bowling together. If, you know? I, if, I won that, if I won the lottery, you know what, I, what one of the first things I would do? What's that? I would well. First of all, I would build some kind of you know dome around Gerald so the rest of us don't have to drive through it and build some kind of work around on thirty five. But other than that, I'd say Snoop, what what all do you need for flex and just basically give you a blank check? No, thanks. me the same. I would uh, for ARN. I would deck this place out. I really mean that. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if people like. No, you wouldn't. I would. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. I just think you, the, the both of you, would probably just not bother to show up for work the next no day and say, "No, no I'm way. clocking out." No, I'm no, clocking out. Show up. I hope you would. I hope that you would still do. Because you show. know, Craig, we only work two hours a day. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's what most. Say, <laughs> and you right? need to have something to do, like. Yeah, I can't. You need to have something to do. Like, like, the, as a, like the thought of retirement to me is nerve-wracking because I'm like, yeah. what am I going to do without a job? You just yeah. sit around all day? Right, right. That's, yeah. What the hell's yeah, the fun of that? That yeah. as well. So, all right, never mind the lottery then. No, <laughs> yeah. gonna, <laughs> well, we don't need to win it. Forget the lottery. You know, we like to do work. <laughs> um, did you hear this morning about the episode? 